Hello and welcome to Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and I got a, got a lot of criticism last week. No Tuesdays, no Wednesdays, no Thursdays with Stu. That was my fault. Busy week. Stu was available. And uh, lot, lots, of, uh, lots of great Canadian news. So we're going to honor a great Canadian, Alex Trebek. Uh, who, uh, who, who passed earlier this week, and I know we were both, uh, both saddened by that, and both Jeopardy fans. So Stu, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the answer, and you can fire off the question. So, U.S. election results, COVID-19 surge around the world, vaccine and treatment announcements. All right, those are, those are three good topics. I'll try and phrase them all like questions. Uh, uh, in which three events uh, put together create a lot of volatility in the markets? Uh, that's the uh, that's the best I can do for Jeopardy. Uh, I spent uh, too many hours of my life watching that show in university, and um, and uh, absolutely love it. So a lot to a lot to discuss there, uh, Dave. The um, you know the current headlines around the co- the COVID case count uh, are certainly a cause for concern. Um, but I think uh, you know some of the uh, news that we've seen on the vaccine front and out of the election, uh, while it won't trumpet in the, uh, I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't use that word uh, right out of the bat, but uh, while it won't, uh, while it won't, uh, you know, kind of assuage people in the short term, it does give markets the ability to look longer term. And um, and when we see the performance and uh, that we saw on Monday and Tuesday, uh, particularly the way the market rotated. It was a glimpse to what could take place in a post-vaccine world, which, uh, you know, maybe it's nine months, 12 months, 18 months uh, since we all have this vaccine, but we all know that the, uh, the long nose of the market sniffs out the future. And this was uh, something that uh, really allowed the investors to broaden what they might think about uh, in their portfolios. Uh, you know, just on a personal note on Monday morning, you know, the vaccine uh, announcement came out of Pfizer that uh, the data looked quite good relative to what had been expected. And you know, immediately I got a text from uh, my golf group saying, you know, should we look at a golf vacation next week? And, you know, that's a great little analogy about how people could immediately kind of broaden their horizons about what they might think about in their in their portfolio. Um, so that was that was the probably the biggest news. And then on the election front, uh, yeah, I would expect that to, you know, likely continue to be a little bumpy in the next uh, couple of months. Um, you know, certainly, again, the data would suggest, uh, you know, pretty convincingly that it will be President Biden and that the, the government will be, uh, you know, part Democrat, part Republican. We'll see what happens in Georgia in January. But, you know, again, probably, uh, you know, a fairly measured response. And, and I think markets took a lot of... Uh, Comfort from Biden's speech on Saturday night, where he talked about you know, reaching across the island and or not the island, the aisle rather, and um, you know really trying to compromise to solve some of the issues that are at hand. So you know that was a positive. And then uh, you know to your earlier point, uh, you know watching the case count and what's gone on in Europe and and pockets of the United States and Ontario, that's certainly a concern from the near term. But uh, in, a, in an environment where central banks are providing a lot of liquidity and we've shown a bit of a glimpse towards the future, uh, it does provide the opportunity for, uh, for markets to look all of a sudden to kind of a post-vaccine, post-vaccine world. 
Do, do, do you think, Stu, that, uh, that, that this increases or, or decreases the chance of, of more government action? Uh, particularly in the U.S. where they've had, and we've talked about this in, in previous weeks, where there's been such a struggle to get some, some additional stimulus passed. It, it, it might make it a little bit more of a challenge, particularly because the economy's not, not doing too badly, all things considering. Um, you know, a pathway to stimulus was very important when you were uncertain around the vaccine. So, you know, from a market standpoint, you might sit there and say, well, you know, stimulus may not be quite as robust as we'd hoped for a couple of months ago, but or a month ago rather. But now we have uh, the potential for a, a more effective vaccine. So, you know, I think uh, one kind of equals uh, the other a little bit. And you know, the reason you know the reason there's so many businesses out there. You know, we've talked a lot about the businesses that are growing through and through, but there's a whole swath of the economy where. They're either not generating a lot of cash flow because their businesses are under pressure or even they're burning cash flow to keep their business afloat. So the idea that that period of time can be shortened, that kind of drives the cash burn down, that's quite positive from a longer term standpoint. So, you know, whether or not it's an airline where, you know, Air Canada was burning $9 million a day, if, if you think that, you know, that might not happen for three months versus your prior expectation, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for Air Canada, and it might save off uh, any uh, further equity issuance or something like that. So that can be quite a positive. When you think about a bank and you've taken these provisions for credit, uh, it gives you comfort that the provisions probably are more than adequate, uh, given we already kind of were thinking that anyways, but you know, all of a sudden you can start talking about, you know, this time next year, could there be the release of a few provisions? And uh, will the banks be able to buy back stock when we get to this time next year? So... Yeah, that's what I mean in terms of broadening uh, your investment horizon or in broadening what you'll think about in your portfolio because, uh, you know, kind of envisioning some degree of normal is a little bit easier uh, once we once we had that vaccine news. Golly, thanks, Stu. That's a great analysis of, of, of those stocks and what's going on. That's my really poor imitation of another great Canadian who passed this week. Uh, I, I loved him growing up, uh, Howie Meeker. Uh, I was no. that one too. <laughs> That's right. We got to get to. I look forward to when you can draw on the screen. That was uh, Howie was the first to do that, I think. So. Oh, great! Uh, he, he was he was fantastic. Well, Sue, you're always fantastic, and uh, I think we should. Uh, I think what we should do next time is is catch up on uh, on dividends and dividend stocks. Uh, from, a, from a big picture on that, because I know that interests a lot of uh, a lot of Canadian income investors. And, but uh, good, good to catch up on on a really eventful uh, couple of weeks. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll be back with you next week. Okay, thanks for having me, Dave.